Namaste and welcome to the Modern Mystic Podcast where we are exploring the mystical in the mundane and the magic in the present moment, bringing you ancient tools and technologies into modern day living, yoga, mythic, and healing conversations with expert and visionary powerhouses sharing their stories and secrets with you to help you live an inspired life. My name is Kilkenny, the host of the Modern Mystic Podcast. And today I am super excited because I have with us a manifestation mindset magnet, Joe Longo, here on the podcast. So Joe is a certified life coach from Mumia Coaching. He's also an intuitive mindset and manifestation coach, podcast host, artist, photographer, and an amazing one at that, conscious content creator, and kundalini yoga and meditation teacher. So welcome, Joe, to the Modern Mystic Podcast. Ah, Kilkenny, it was so great to be here with you today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, I'm so looking forward to this conversation because it has been on my checklist of things to have a deeper dive into since I conceptualize this podcast. And I just was like, I'm just going to attract the right person. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I've been doing, you know, all these other people. Mm -hmm. And then like we were talking about before we came on, you and I have known each other in a sweet and vague kind of way, (laughs) because we lived in the same, you know, town for a while. And then, you know, when we reconnected more recently, and I saw what you were doing, I was like, Oh, okay, he's the one please universe. Yay. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you the one and only question I ask all my guests, and I'm really looking forward to your answer, which is what does it mean to you to be a modern mystic? Oh, wow. I don't even know anymore. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Such a great answer. I'm just going to say following my my path or following the breadcrumbs, being present. And I know we all love to say, be present, be mindful, right? But the actual practice of being present, reminding myself that we're human, we're going to make mistakes, we're going to mess up. But can we keep focus and be fluid, right? Enough to say, maybe I have to go to the left, maybe I have to go to the right, maybe I need to take a nap. And I think that really is that that practice of being a modern mystic, realizing that we are in complete control, if we give ourselves permission to be in complete control. I love that so much. And There's so many layers to your answer. And I want to really acknowledge how you talked about like even just taking a nap. You know, we hear so much these days about like self-care, self-care. And I was contemplating it this week. So, of course, we're on like the same syllable of the same word of the same line of the same page. Not a surprise because we've synced up. But I was thinking about how the ways that we do the radical self-care. And I was specifically talking to a coaching client of mine. And I know you're a coach, too. I was talking about, yeah, but like those ways that we invite ourselves to check into the breadcrumbs, take care of the body, particularly the physicality, which is a lot to me about being a modern mystic, but not as a way to necessarily check out. It might be a way to relax, 
right? But when you talked about control, and I want to get into this, like how we think about the self-care, like, am I doing this to numb myself? Or am I doing this to go to the well and replenish myself? And we can do the same thing. But I feel like as a mystic, the mindset of the intentionality behind what we do, right? shifts the vibration of that thing. So what do you think about that? Completely. I I think our mindset is everything. And realizing that I say, you know, you can take a nap and that may replenish you. But you may also love CrossFit, right? And you might love going out for 45 minutes and literally pushing yourself right to the max. That could also be a replenishment for you. And it's all of us being true to who we are. I mean, like, you know, a, a hike is a great way for me to replenish. But maybe kicking back and literally watching an episode of a silly show that you love could also be a way of replenishment. And it's getting out of that. Oh, what are they going to think if they know that I love watching Seinfeld every day when I eat lunch? Right? <laughs> it's like, who cares if watching Seinfeld every day when you eat lunch, like actually lets you disconnect from whatever is going on. Great. You're going to come back and it's being true to ourself. And I think that's really a wonderful practice to begin to actually get this is what I like. This is what feeds my soul. I'm going to do more of it. And it's actually going to help me replenish so I can do all of these other things. I love that so much because it's about raising our vibration. And when some people watch Seinfeld, if that helps you unplug from more of a contracted disconnected remembrance of who you are. And then you, you know, watch Seinfeld and you're a great example. And that helps you plug in and remind you who you are and feel your own energy that helps raise your vibration, which helps you attract the life you want to live, right? Just to get into the mechanics a little bit. Yeah, because ultimately, I I was just having a conversation with somebody in in a comment that we manifest what we are, not what we want. So if we're constantly walking around saying, I'm poor, I'm poor, I'm poor, I can't, I'm poor, I can't. That's what we're bringing into our lives because that's what we're feeling. And it's the hard work of actually now changing the dial and saying, you know what? What would it feel like to not be poor? Let's just start there, right? Can we even start visualizing ourselves being in a different place? Now, and this person said, oh, so I'm not supposed to do any work. I'm just supposed to feel into it. I'm like, no, of course not. We have to put in the inspired action, right? We have to go out and do the things. But again, doing the things doesn't have to be this hard, grueling work, right? It could be things that you enjoy and that you just start doing. And then all of a sudden you find yourself on a Thursday morning recording a podcast, right? And we're like, wow, is this is this really the life that I live? And <laughs> realize, right? Because there was a time in my life, I'm like, I'm fucking poor. I'm doing everything. I'm teaching manifestation workshops and I'm asking the yoga teacher to, or studio owner, could you pay me yeah. with cash so I can put money in my car to drive home from the studio, right? You know, we've all been there. And it's like, but we all had to actually take that step to say, I'm actually going to change And it's hard because we've been the same way for so long, right? Like we have these beliefs that have just been imprinted on us. So then when we start to make the change, it's uncomfortable, right? Our body's like, ow, that hurts. I don't like this. Yeah. That's not, this isn't familiar. Yeah, totally. And the change has to come from within and our minds, right? So let's start there as a foray into the, the more of the nuts and bolts of this. Do you want to speak to that? Yeah. So we have, I love talking manifestation because I'm in, I love woo woo, right? But there is so much more of just the brain and how the brain works. 
And when we realize how the brain works, everything starts making a little more sense. So we have neuroplasticity within our brain. And if we think of neuroplasticity, right, as a, as a, as a superhighway, and that superhighway is flowing with grace and ease with all of the crappy stories we've been telling ourselves our whole life, right? Because we've been telling ourselves the story our whole life that those neurons are, have wired and fired and there's no more construction on that highway. Everything, all of those crappy stories are flowing free, freely, right? It's not like 76 in Philadelphia where, you know, it just grinds to a halt. This, this highway in your brain is flowing freely. So then when we start saying, oh, wow, I actually want to live a more abundant life, but I've been living in scarcity my whole life. How do I now create it? We have to create a new story in our mind. We have to start telling ourselves the new story, which is creating a new highway from scratch. So it's not going to be easy, right? There's no road, right? We have to cut the trees down. We have to make the trail and we have to bring in the bulldozers, right? And start paving the way. And all of that is this starting to believe, right? I am abundant. Everything flows to me with grace and ease. And for everybody that's listening, for the first like year that you start saying this, you're not going to believe it because we don't because we have that super highway that's running clear. But the more we do it, the more we start actually then going out and doing things that we enjoy, right? Like, what, what do I like to do? Let me go do more of that. That's then going to make me start realizing I can do things. That's going to add to the new highway that we're building. But we have to realize that the old highway is running perfectly. And that's why it's so hard to jump off, right? Like nobody wants to be on a bumpy road. And then we get uncomfortable because we start feeling within our body. That's not true. That's not true. Because for 48 years, I told myself it was. Right. right? And, it's, and it's such a brilliant metaphor because the old highway, we may think, oh, I don't like it. But like your metaphor, the idea of building a whole new one is still even more overwhelming. And so there's a part of us, whether we're conscious or unconscious, that's addicted to the old highway. Well, at least it's familiar. You know, so those thought patterns of fear, all the things, anxiety, lack, all the things that people are looking for, you know, wanting love and not being able to find it, all the, you know, lack so to speak. And I love what you spoke of in your metaphor, because you and I share the yogic background. A lot of our listeners are, you know, mm -hmm. similar, and they share the mindfulness, Buddhist, yogic perspective slash background are interested in those things. And there's a word in the yogic tradition called samskara. Mm -hmm. There's another word actually called vasana, but they both speak to these grooves that we have in our mind that are so deep. And when there's an ancient text that says when the milk of consciousness comes over them, right, where does the, the liquid go? It goes right into all those grooves. Right. And so this is ancient wisdom. This is like people think of this, I think, is very like new agey sounding. But actually, like you can find texts 3000, 4000 years old that speak to these samskaras these grooves. And what do they say? The way to shift the grooves of consciousness that the milk runs down and into is actually what to take a sword and make another groove. Mm -hmm. Like that's the only way. Yep. And so it is heavy lifting. We have to make a, a new highway because what we do is we have this past that's very familiar to us. And our thoughts have created that, our karmas created that, you know, we could have a whole nother podcast and all the things that creates that. But if we don't construct something new, our future is just the past, like we're already creating that because we're just thinking the same thoughts, you know, we have like 60,000 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Mm -hmm. And if at best, like when they scan meditators brains, 
the best, you know, minds, most disciplined minds, the Buddhist monks, their thoughts are 90% the same. A lay person's thoughts, you know, are mostly like in the range of 93 to 97% the same. So we have these habitual thoughts, habitual patterns. And if we don't create a new mindset, then we're just, like you said, gonna we're already on the same highway and we're just going to keep going. And that's why our futures for so many people look just like the past. You know, mm. you have the clients, they're dating the same person, their boss is their mother, you know, all these things and they can't free themselves, right? So such a great mi- mindset uh, that you spoke of. Yeah, and I love the way that, that you just said that because that brings us to another part of our brain, our reticular activating system, mm. or the RAS system, which filters everything out, right? So I love how you said our body boss is our mom, right? And like, we're focused on these things, my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom. So now we're seeing those aspects everywhere because it's in our reticular activating system. Mm, Can you talk about that? Yeah. Talk about that more, please. I want to hear. So our reticular activating system, it's this bundle of nerves that sits at the base of our spine, like between our our brain and our our spine. And it is why if you're at a party and somebody says, Hey, kill Kenny, you'll turn your head and be like, somebody said my name, right? It doesn't matter how loud it is. If someone says your name, you're going to hear it. That's your reticular activating system. When you buy a new car, right? And you drive that car off the car lot. Let's say it's a yellow Mercedes. You think, oh, I have a yellow Mercedes. There's none of them. I've got the only yellow Mercedes. You drive the car off the car lot. There's a yellow Mercedes. There's a yellow Mercedes. There's a yellow Mercedes. It's not magic. Your brain is now looking for the yellow Mercedes because you have it. When you go into the grocery store, your brain needs to know that's my car. Right. You never walk out of the grocery store and like, wait, shit, what kind of car do I drive anymore? Right. You know, it's just there. That's your reticular activating system working for you. But the same is true when we walk around and say, ah, oh, man, all women are crazy. All men are crazy. I keep dating the same people. Well, yeah, because you keep telling your brain to show you the same people. Right. And then we don't realize that this is what's happening. So for everybody's listening, if you heard me before talk about this, I apologize. But pink flamingos, right? Pink flamingos are everywhere. So much so we don't see them anymore because our brains like they're useless for us. There's no purpose to see the pink flamingos because they're like literally there. There are so many pink flamingos in yards and in displays in stores and on T-shirts and boxer shorts. Our brain is like pink flamingo means nothing. We don't need to see it anymore. But now that I just said pink flamingo like five times and I say, look, they're crazy, silly pink birds. They stand on one leg, right? The pink flamingo. I bet you everybody that's listening, you're all going to see a pink flamingo in the next day or so. And I can say, I'm going to make you manifest a pink flamingo. No, I'm not. I'm just going to tell you how your brain works because the pink flamingo is everywhere. And then when we can start realizing, right, to focus on what it is that we want, our reticular activating system will start showing us the signs and the synchronicities, the breadcrumbs, as Neville Goddard calls it, the bridge of incidents to get us to what we want. That's already there. We're just not looking at it, right? We're focused on, I don't want this and I don't want that and I don't want that. And it's like, if we think of, I heard um, Jessa Reed say this, she's the host of the Soberish podcast, great podcast. It doesn't exist anymore, but still go check it out. But she was like, think of the universe or God or source like your waiter when you go out to eat, right? The waiter just wants to know what you want. 
he's going to go into the kitchen and get it for you. Just like the universe. The universe does not care that you don't want the crab cakes. Does not care. Does care about what you want. So instead of saying, I don't want this, start saying, I want this. Instead of saying, I don't know what I want, I'm open to exploring the mystery. And then our brain works for us. <laughs> That's so good. It's so good. There's so many things that are so good about that. And I'm sure so helpful for our audience already. I'm sure taking notes. Let's start with the last thing you said. I don't want to work backwards a sure, little bit, sure. but the, the restaurant is so good. And the reason I love that, I mean, one, I'm so gastronomically centered. Uh-huh. <laughs> And food is like a totally like my sacred mystical, like that's my equivalent to my Seinfeld and the example you uh-huh. used earlier. But the thing about food and restaurants, at least for me, and some people, you know, won't feel this, but when I go to a restaurant, right, I get like excited, you know, like it's that, that feeling when you order something that you really want. And then there's that interim space between then when you get it. And that's what's genius about what you said, Right that you can start to flirt and get excited and feel the, you know, even, I mean, obviously your salivary glands and all these things literally in your body and, you know, biophysiologically start to happen and you get excited for the tasting. And that is the heart of manifesting, right? Mm -hmm. Totally ordering the thing. And then you, you don't wonder, is it coming? Right. You just know it's coming. And that's part of the manifestation. You don't know when exactly Mm -hmm. you don't know, you know, how it's exactly going to look. You don't even know how exactly it's going to taste because you've never been to that restaurant or there might be, you know, a chef there who puts a little more basil in tonight. Mm -hmm. But no matter what, you order it, you trust it's coming, you get excited about it's coming and you know it's going to come when it's meant to come, right? Exactly. And and this just popped into my head because this is great because this sometimes happens in real life. Think about the times that you order something and the waiter comes out and says, oh, I'm sorry, we're out of that, right? And you get, but- Sorry, we're out of it. What else do you want? Right. And that happens sometimes, right? We're going down this path thinking that I want this, I want this, I want this. And then we get it. Right. Totally. Right. Well, you're so close. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, right. But just like the waiter, the waiter is still there saying, I'm sorry, but what else do you want? Right. And if we can remember that, because sometimes we have to be ready to receive what it is that we're manifesting like we literally need to be in the space of accepting it like are we expanded enough to actually receive yeah, what we think totally we yeah that's really really important and really really good i mean there's so many things to be said about that but one thing that's just the human nature and have we not all experienced that where we get what we think we want and we've wanted it for so long and so badly. And then within a few hours, you're just on to the next thing or you're not even appreciating what you got, right? So I love what you spoke of because there's sometimes we're not ready, like you said, and and it's not delivering and or you change your mind. Mm -hmm. But then there's that other component I feel like that's important too, which is being grateful and then basking in what you did receive and not moving too quickly on to the next thing, which is the human nature, right? Okay, what's next? What's next? What's next, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's its own energy. Right. So Mm -hmm. really interesting. I heard this wonderful valedictorian speech yesterday on TikTok. And this young high school senior was talking about he found out, you know, summer going to his senior year that he was up you know, in the running to be the valedictorian. So his whole senior year, that was it. That was his focus. I'm going to be the valedictorian. I'm going to be the valedictorian. He was like, and I suffered and I 
sacrificed and I missed out on things. And that day when they said my name, that I was the valedictorian for about 15 seconds, my heart raced and I was super excited. And on second 16, it was gone. I was like, wow, that's it. I sacrificed so much. I missed out on so much for that, for 15 seconds of a racing heart. And then he said this, he was like, now I ask everybody as we move forward, think about the goals that you set. And are you going to look back and say, wow, I missed out on my kid's life. Am I going to miss out on this because I wanted to make the money because I wanted the promotion? And it was just this beautiful thing of can we get our goals in check and realize, right, that sometimes we think these want these things. And then we get there and it's like, oh, that's it. Shit. Right. There has to be more. And once we start connecting, like, oh, right, there is more. It's that moment, everything, right? The journey, what's happening along the way. Am I being present? Am I having fun with my friends as I go after this goal, right? Am I still living a life as I try to achieve this goal? And finding that, you ready for this, this crazy word, balance, yeah. right? <laughs> finding the balance in all of it. Oh, what a wise, wise old soul that valedictorian is. And right, right, totally. And I feel like that's the conundrum of adulting, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to make the things happen, but then trying to also in live and it's almost watered, you know, so watered down. Oh, enjoy the journey, right? But truly, right. I love your point, which is so profound and important for our listeners to hear that it's about marrying the goals and the objectives and the, you know, I love the quote, run towards every call that excites your spirit. My audience will be tired of hearing me say that one more time, but the roommate quote, right? <laughs> it's Running, though. Right? Because it's about the feeling. And let's get into that even more. You touched on that a little bit, but right, like if if I want something, and then I contemplate, which I always try to do with my intentions. You know, I have a whole list right now from January 1st, 2020. And I have it like, you know, I'm not an artist at all. Fine artist. I'm quite the opposite. But I have it like drawn out in this flower petal thing. And I've got 20 of them. And then every year I add, you know, my um, year's resolution to it. And I'm always every day working with this in this way. And it's been really powerful for me the last several years. Mm -hmm. But I've always am checking in with those things again and again to make sure they're aligned with the feeling I want in my life. And that's something that has come for me with maturation. And it's just what you're speaking of, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to do like the podcast, for example, and then I really dialed into, dialed into okay, what's the feeling that I want to have? Why do I want to have it? Who am I serving? And what's the feeling I'll be delivering as the waiter and the eater, mm -hmm. <laughs> to use yep. that metaphor. Yes. So really, you know, remembering we're here to serve. That's my deep belief karmically. And so how can we really look at all of our intentions from the place of how is it going to make me feel emotionally, which will impact my vibration? And then how is it going to make the people in my sphere feel as well? And then if I can check the box on those things that I feel like I move forward. Mm -hmm. And with that feeling, you're now connecting energetically to what it is, right? So now we can manifest what we are because we're already feeling it, right? Yes. And creating the podcast and creating everything, right? Can we embody that which it is that we're doing, right? Like I And I, I've been saying this a lot this year because uh, uh, 
I'm going to give her a shout out, Stacy, who's in one of my mastermind groups. She said this the one that she was like, "We, you have to embody it," and it clicked. I'm like, "Yeah, you have to embody it. Yeah. You have to embody it." And at that moment, everything that I was doing was very flat, not flat, but I was stagnant. Right? There was no growth anywhere. And when she said, "You have to embody," it, I'm like, "Shit, I haven't embodied anything that I'm doing." I would say, "I have, I have a podcast." I teach a yoga class on Wednesdays. I do these workshops on manifestation. Right? I, I coach people. But it was all just like, I do this and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But never, right? I'm a conscious content creator. I create a pos- podcast and Instagram videos to inspire and uplift people. Yeah. And the moment that I did that and actually owned it and said it, the universe said, finally, he's embraced it. And everything opened up. Yeah. Right. Like I was doing the work. I just wasn't believing in myself and owning actually who and what I was doing. Yeah. You know, like it was like I was doing it, but without the I am, you know, without the power of the I am. Yes. And as soon as I stepped into that power of I am this. Yes. The universe was like, here you go. Yeah. Here's everything that you've been been working for, but actually not owning. Hmm. Mm, thank you for sharing so authentically about that piece of your journey. Bravo, too. Yeah, because what you said about the I am, you know, I am in all the spiritual traditions that I am aware of, I am, I said that very mm-hmm. intentionally. There is, you know, mantras, which are, you know, mind tools is the translation for mantra. And there's this concept, really, it's a, it's a fundamental perennial common denominational concept, I am. And you can repeat that in different languages. But when you tap into, as Joe is saying, he did that presence, you're plugging yourself into the outlet of source. Mm -hmm. And that mantra, I am, like you can, listeners, just try to even repeat that in English. Like, you know, inhale, I am, exhale, I am. That's a really practical, because I'm so... Joe, like all about embodiment, meaning like that's like, that's like my mission. When you were talking about that, you know, that that's literally on my mission statement about like helping people embody mysticism in really practical ways. I'm a tantric yoga and, you know, this is, this is how I flow. And so that excites me so much. And so that's something listeners can practically do, you know, just practice I am as a way to plug into the power and the force and the source. Mm -hmm. I love how you spoke of too earlier you know, about balance, because that was so beautiful. And I just don't want to miss that point, how you were talking about, you know, like living the life. And when we live the life and do the things that bring us joy and focus on the journey, then automatically, and that's what you're talking about too, you embodied and you played and you like, you you just lit, it got so lit up on the screen. It was so fun to see, right? Mm-hmm. When we're doing the things that are allowing us to find joy and wonderment and curiosity and gratitude and play on our journey, then the manifestations come, you know, like the followers with you or the the clients or the people and how all of that works so much together. Mm-hmm. What are some other tips and tools, you know, like, like I am is one that just came to me that you can practice because it is such a powerful, powerful tool. But what are some other like you know, like if two to three nuts and bolts in your mind for the listeners who would say, okay, what did Joe say? Okay, I want to be manifesting, you know, like a little checklist of things to think about. Right. So f- the first thing, it's, it's, it's one of those things, the word's so easy, right? But actually, what do I want, right? Becoming clear with this is what I want, whatever it may be. And a lot of people be like, I want more money. 
okay, why do you want more money? Everybody says you want more money, right? Money is just the energy to get us the things that we want. So get off of that. You don't want money. You want the things that money will give you. So now cut, cut, cut that out and focus, right? So it's that in, in like the coaching world, ask yourself why three times. If you're going to say, I want money, now ask yourself why three times. By the end of the third why, you should be down to the root of actually why you want money. And it's usually more time with my family, more free time to do the things that I want to do. Okay, great. What are the things that you want to do? <laughs> right. Let, let, let's get those things down. And now once we have those things down, we're starting to do things that create enjoyment and excitement in our life. So our vi- right getting all woo woo, our vibration is now rising. And right, like it, we can be like woo woo, but it really just is. Again, we're starting to feel good because we're doing things that we actually enjoy doing. Now, when we're feeling good and we're not like, oh, man, I'm a piece of crap. I messed up again. Right. We're actually liking ourselves a little bit. We can actually start then saying, you know what? I want this new car. I want to live in this kind of house. I want this relationship. I want this whatever it is. And then creating like that single point of focus. And for a long time, I was like, wait a minute. Why can't I manifest everything that I want right now? Right. And it's honestly because we only have so much energy, you know, and we only have so much power. And if we can focus on, okay, I want this, I'm going to go after it. I want this, I'm going to go after it. Sure, have the big things, have little things, but we have to keep our focus, right, pointed in that single point of direction. And as we're going, doing things we enjoy, going after those goals and intentions, all of a sudden we look around and we're like, shit, life is pretty neat, right? Yeah. Because we're on that, that, that we, we are literally in the new paradigm, creating our reality, setting intentions, you know, being clear and specific on what is the address that we're putting in the GPS system of our life <laughs> and, and, and going, but, and again, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm just rambling, but I feel like uh, a lot of us humans will get into the space of, ah, oh, man, my boss stinks. I got to go to work. This is horrible. Right. And we get it. It's acceptable for humans in society, right. To move into that space of negativity. My job sucks. My boss sucks. Everything is horrible. I guess I'm going to go home and watch Seinfeld or whatever, and then go to bed and do it all over again. Yeah. And that's just the way it is because it's always been that way. Yep. And we get stuck and beat down and then it's so hard to dig out because we're like, nah, it's just this way. Yeah, beautifully put. Yeah, because we're on the same highway, right? And so what you're speaking of is, okay, building the other highway, which takes time and compassion and the incredible hard work of and mental flexing, frankly, of building that muscle of paying attention to your thoughts. And to me, it all comes back to meditation. And, you know, whether that's a walking meditation for you, whether that's a seated meditation for you, you know, I'm always working with my clients and all the all like you do a million things, all the things and all uh-huh. the people coming back to meditation, because that's another way to plug into source. And so sometimes, particularly when we're in such a negative spiral, like if you're listening, you know, because it's so easy to listen to something like this, and then turn it off, feel good for five minutes. And then you know, your partner comes in, and then you bite their head off. And there you go, you're back on your old highway, right? Mm-hmm. So meditation is like going to the gym and strengthening that muscle of watching your thoughts. It's that capacity to look at the thoughts so that when you listen to this and then you turn off and then the partner comes in or the dog comes in or the, 
you know, whoever the parent comes in and they come to you and start to talk, that you don't jump right back into the old highway. You can see, oh, wait, I'm about to react. I'm about to say the same old thing, my old programming. And no, I'm going to pause because I practiced at the mental energetic gym, meditating, that I can pause, watch the thought as it's about to come down the slide. And then I have the choice to say a different thing, or I just have the choice to think a different thing about that person. And that is the key. That is the building of the new highway, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I love how you broke it down so beautifully because that it, 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 I don't want to say it's simple, but it's simple, <laughs> right? Like it, it is. And I think sometimes that we don't do it because it's so simple. Wait a minute. You're telling me I can just pause and stop my thinking. Yeah. Because that thought most likely that you're having isn't true. Yes. Yes. It didn't happen yet. So if you're going to think a, a, a shitty thought that isn't true, you can also think a positive thought that isn't true either. Which yeah. one's better? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, again, we're conditioned. I love you, mom. But my mom's like, I'm a worrier, Joe. I worry. <laughs> right. Where is the misuse of your imagination? Right. So shift it. Misuse right? Let's shift it and put it over here. Yeah. Right. Redirect. We're allowed. But society. No. What's the worst? Yeah. You and I might say, what's the best? And people will look at us like we're crazy. Oh, that's toxic positivity. Is it? Yeah. What's the difference with looking at what's the worst? Yeah. And that's like really where I, I love working with people and be like, okay, now tell me what's the best thing that can happen. Right. Right. And, and it's can so. Can you even go into that space? Yes. <laughs> yes. And what you said is so uh, uh, amazingly potent. And let's go into this more because, okay, let's not talk about big trauma right now. Because I feel like, you know, for sure, when we're talking with big traumas and such, it can be a little more nuanced, right? We have to apply compassion. We have to be with the hard things. So we're not, and, and just just because you mentioned the, the toxic positivity, I'm, and I'm a real yeah, fan yes. of going, and I like what I've seen of you too, of not bullshitting, like really, like I go in deep and dark here sometimes. So there is that. And, and there is like, even the other day, I got rear-ended. Like with my young, my younger child in a car, we got hit from the back, mm. right? And so, it, nothing bad happened. Not you know, nothing, not horrible trauma, but it was like you know, trauma with a little T. And I had to pull over and all these things. And the person I who hit us didn't speak English, you know. And and it, you could have gone down such a negative, right? Like this person, blah, blah blah blah, you know. But I have practiced long enough, you know, I said to my son, even as we're like skidding and he, and we both kind of yelped a bit cause it was scary. And then, then I knew we were fine. And I said, okay, I said a mantra and I said, okay, remember what Elon Musk says. Cause I love this. What Elon Musk says. So have you heard this? He says, don't panic. That's his whole life, his whole childhood who he had a lot of trauma. So I say, okay, so we're going to breathe and we're not going to panic cause we're safe, mm -hmm. you know, pulled over whatever. I don't have to go in the story. Cause I want to get back to what we're talking about on the, in the other perspective of not so big teeth. But the point is, I go through the thing because I've practiced and kept shifting my perspective. You know, I watch my mind kind of contract and then I went, no, and I paused and I made a different choice and made a different choice. I ended up having a very uplifting experience with this human who we couldn't even communicate. Mm -hmm. My son watched this very traumatic experience and watched and felt the, the goodness and the, the beauty. And as I'm pulling away, it's dark. It's like 830 at night. I start to pull away and then like so extra carefully glide behind a car and the license plate says 
four, 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 eight or something. You know, this, all these uh-huh. little angel numbers. And I was like, thank you, universe, for winking at me. Like you still get the, the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. because we have karma to experience. And so sometimes we have to go through the shit. But I said to my son, see, we have to go through the karma. But whenever we ch- claim, like you talked about initially in your answer, that was so beautiful to what's it mean to be a modern mystic. When we claim that we actually have control in how we act, then our karma, this is my belief and experience, that we have to experience that's hard, that people would label shitty, is still modified somehow mm-hmm. and is still carried with grace. Yeah. Now, what you are speaking of in the way of talking about, you know, how to pivot the thoughts, maybe not during a traumatic experience, but, you know, just those highways that we're on and it's just like negative, negative, negative thought. What are like some real concrete ways that you help your clients and even yourself hack your programming? So you put in a new hardware that eventually, you know, creates the new software. This wonderful word, no. Saying no. Right. So finding yourself and, and this happened, to, I, I'm going to say this all this way. I love my teeth, right? I love them. And they've been a giant fear my entire life. So I, when I moved back to the Pocono area from Philadelphia, I had to get all new doctors and all the things. And I've been hunting for a dentist, right? So I finally get a dentist that's wonderful. His wife owns one of the a yoga studio in the area. I had no idea. They just happened to be accepting new clients. So it was like this wonderful thing, right? That works out. Here I am in this dentist office. His wife owns a yoga studio that's beautiful. And I'm in the chair and they're doing all of the work. So of course, my mouth is open and my mind is going. And as my mind is going, all of these crazy ass thoughts are popping into my head. What if they break every single one of my teeth off, right? What if my teeth just turn to dust? And is I'm like, no. No. And I just found myself as a thought would come up. No, no. And literally just saying no. And in that moment, sitting in the in the dentist chair with all of the hands in my mouth, right? I'm like, wow, I can say no to thoughts. I can say no to the thoughts that I don't want to have as there's a drill inside my mouth, right? And in that, right, was this realization. Because the same, I'm sure it probably happens with you. And all of us that are listening, if you're a meditator, you sit down to meditate and you find yourself in this wonderful space. And then all of a sudden there's a batshit crazy thought that pops into your head. Like, no. Right. Just say no. And it's the practice. It's the practice of realizing we're allowed to say no to the thought because like it or not, we are the one that's creating it. It's coming from our subconscious. It's coming from something that we've programmed in. Yes, people, because people think the feelings come first. And that's what happens with me and my clients all the time, right? They say, no, but I felt this way. And then having that control becomes when you are the warrior, warrior ass who grabs the sword of discernment and you do what you're doing, which is like actually contemplating, no, actually, let me remember oh, right, there's a thought before my feeling. I feel the anxiety, right? When we've all had, you know, different experiences of anxiety. I've had, you know, medical, a lot of medical trauma. And so I totally really resonate to that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's so easy to be like, oh no, I just feel this way because the body keeps score, that great book. And the body does have a memory. However, if you really dissect it and really think about your emotions and your life, there's always a predecessor of a thought. Mm -hmm. And I love how you said no. And I want to talk more about no, because I actually believe that there is power 
and magic and grace to having boundaries. And in, there's a lot of like, in my mind, like kind of bullshit manifesting uh-huh. so much. <laughs> that, that talks about like, oh my God, you can't say no. And like part of my life's work if, and, and the listeners have heard this, me talk about this in astrology. I'm really a big fan of this, you know, and, and karmic lessons, right? So a lot of us, our lesson is learning boundaries and how to say no to people. So if you're like a, a recovering people pleaser, like I am, Look at Joe's practice of no, because like, I think that you can absolutely say things like, you know, and this would be along the lines of no, that like some manifestors would give you like a spiritual bypassing foul or parking <laughs> ticket for, which I totally like, think is such bullshit. You can say like, I remember when I didn't have my beautiful podcasting room. And that gives me a feeling of gratitude. And it actually kind of reprograms my subconscious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that, that you said no. Yeah, Can you talk actual, about no? Uh, yeah, but before we go there, that's an actual Neville Goddard practice. It's called the I Remember Practice. And- I read that. I don't know when, but a while, like a like couple years ago. And I didn't know. Thank you for citing because I had heard like I that is not my concept for mm. sure. But I wanted to touch on that because I shared a video out about it. And I got so much pushback on people saying, I thought you weren't supposed to say negative things. And I'm like, oh, Did, right, totally. God. But you have right? it now, the idea is to say, I remember when I didn't. Like there's nothing negative there. I remember when I didn't have those podcasts, right? I remember when I didn't have all of these clients that I have. And now I sound like, shit, look at this, right? And that excitement, that feeling creates more and allows us to be that magnet that we are that attracts more and more and more. Right. And that it's such Joe a and I are both game. using our hands. Right? Those people yeah. who can't see us, and we're like, like jumping up and down, right? clapping. Like, yeah, yeah. And you just keep pulling more back into you when you're like, all right, I remember when I didn't. So play that right. game, everybody that, that is listening. Play the game. Right. Like have fun with it and try not to be so serious. Right. Like, oh my goodness. Yes. Like, yes, protect yourself. Do the things to make sure that you're safe. Be responsible. <laughs> have fun. Like, we're here to have fun to enjoy life and yeah we're gonna have to work hard at some things but other things life this is my my mantra flows with grace and ease everything Mm, flows with grace and ease i'm a good enough storyteller i don't need any extra drama everything flows with grace and ease and in doing that i notice that life flows with grace and ease and so what joe's doing is he made a mantra he made he made himself a personal mantra that feels really good to him, right? Like when you just said that, like my body, like cellularly, I just like relaxed and felt so good because of how you felt. Mm-hmm. I start to draft off of your feeling because I could just, it's resonance. I could feel that that's so true for you. And so people listening, like you could write that down. You could do the, the practice of writing that down, you know, a certain amount of times, you know, three times a day, two times a day. And literally write that and say it aloud and then feel it because it's the feeling mm-hmm. that creates it. Just like if you say, I remember when I didn't have whatever, it makes you instantly feel that gratitude and that wonderment and allows you to appreciate what you have. Like Joe said, that then attracts more and more and more. Then we don't just get off the you know, escalator and go running towards the other thing. We savor, we relish, and that magnetizes not only what we want, but also the things that we don't even know we want, right? Because then you align with the flow of the universe. And often the universe even knows what's better for you than you do, right? Because 
It's that infinite source of complete wisdom that's always in your favor. And so that also opens up things you didn't even know you want, right? Exactly. And it's just being, just being. And for everyone that, that is listening, right? I'm not saying start saying everything flows with grace and ease and tomorrow everything is going to flow with grace and ease. Right? <laughs> this is something I've been saying for years, right? And I just say it. And I believe it. And Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot. We can say mantras until we're blue in the face, right? Uh But how can we get it to move from our head into our body so our body starts feeling it, so our body starts believing it? And once that happens, then it's actually in our physical being and we actually start believing it. But it takes practice like everything else because again if we've been saying for 48 years i'm not good enough i'm not good enough i'm not good enough now we start saying everything flows with grace and ease you're going to feel it in your body that you don't believe it so we typically stop but we have to it's like going to the gym right you're going to that mental gym every day right or you're going into the the hospital for that mental surgery for that spiritual surgery and unfortunately when we go in and we do this work that is very painful work none of our friends are going to say hey i'm going to make you a casserole because i heard you're doing that spiritual work right but it's just the same (laughs) as going in and like getting an operation right but we have nobody saying hey I got you. Let me, here, here's some pasta for you. Cause I know you're doing that work. Right? <laughs> it, it doesn't happen. So it get, it makes it harder because then it's like, shit, yeah. am I going crazy? Am I all alone? What is happening? Yeah. And that's right. That, like that little battle, the work that we have to do to be like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to keep pushing through. And I know everything flows with grace and deeds, right? I know yeah. that whatever it is that I'm creating is already here. It's not coming. It's not delayed on the A train. It's here. And as I can believe it being here and embody it, it shows up. And it, 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 it's and I know it's like because I was that guy that was like, whatever, that sounds like there's a unicorn and fairy dust behind me. But I had to get out of that space of being like the whatever. And I'm like, all right, it really does. When we can relax and let go, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. mine already. It's already here. And I feel freaking amazing. Well, and that's what's so amazing. You know, I love what you spoke of. And the thing that is so amazing to me is that when I looked up the word manifestation for this recording, the etymology, the word literally means to be clearly revealed to the eye, manifest. Or if you break it down, man, M-A-N, is connected to Latin root for hand. So it can also be translated as you know, just sweeping, grabbing something, right? And I love that because there's that implication and innuendo that it's already there. Like you just, you, you, all you have to do is, you know, grab it and then it'll be clearly revealed to your eye. Right. Even in yoga, you know, you and I, our yoga teachers, like the ma, ma means hand or foot in mm-hmm. Sanskrit because Latin and Sanskrit are connected. So there's so many rabbit holes you and I could go down, but, but, I love what you said about, yeah, just the idea of the body and how we have to feel it in the body. And I love Joe Dispenza. And he talks about, I'll try to paraphrase it because he's so eloquent. I don't know if I can say it as eloquently as he does, but how the, the language of the body is the feelings. Our emotions are the language of the body and the language of the mind are the thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so when we reprogram the thoughts that do come first, that then starts to speak 
to the language of the emotions. Mm -hmm. And so he talks about a lot, which is my belief and experience about going to that meditation place. Because like you said, if we try to just hack it, it's like hijacking a plane. It's not skillful. It's not in alignment, right? We're hijacking something that's going a totally different direction and it's not going to flow. So if you say, as Joe said, his mantra, his manifestation affirmation, and you're not feeling that. It doesn't feel great to you if it's a lie, actually you'll actually create a block. You're actually laying down another block because you're not on your highway. You're trying to get on his highway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then some, you know, when we meditate, when we quiet the mind, I mean, Joe Dispenza's research even shows that if we do that for 10 minutes, if we just watch our thoughts and breathe, if you think you suck at meditating, you don't, there's no way to do it right. It's like taking out the garbage. We, not all of us like to do it. It can stink, uh-huh. but it's still worth it. So take out your freaking garbage, shit and watch your thoughts. You can do it for one to three minutes. Start there. And what you'll notice is not how you feel during the meditation, but it's after the meditation, right? It's after you take the garbage. It's like, oh, there's freshness. And he talks about if you do it for 10 minutes, his research shows that your immune system goes up. I think it's like 70%. So this is science, people. This isn't like, again, Joe said, like, woo-woo BS. This is like your immune function goes up 70% after you meditate for 10 minutes. And so that can be breathing, you know, just watching and listening to your breath. But whatever it is in the way of the meditation you choose to do, that allows you to come to a place of neutrality so that if you can't think like, quote unquote, the positive higher vibe thoughts, just start plugging into that I am frequency, which is the frequency of meditation and watch your experience of your interactions with people and your experience of yourself change. Because if you commit to that shit, if you do that for one week, I challenge everyone listening who's not, you will feel different. And then that feeling of feeling a little bit shifted, you can start to move towards on that staircase of a higher note and then a higher note. You know, Abraham Hicks talks about that all the time, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't think something, you know, that seems quote unquote positive and you don't feel that positively, go general. I'm so glad that I have feet and I can walk on the earth. Go Google someone, you know, go Google something that is, you know, I mean, it's not, you know, terrible, like a war, go look at a war zone and then instantly you feel gratitude, right? Don't wait for the car accident. Don't wait for life to kick your ass. Mm -hmm look at some hardship and right away you can get to a space of gratitude. Do you have anything to say about gratitude in any of that? Oh, well, I think gratitude's the key with all of it. Mm-hmm. Literally everything that we're doing, can we be grateful for what we have? Like you said, and I like to remind people, if you're like, I don't know what to be grateful for, let's start with a pillow. I bet you you have a pillow, mm, right? And think so about good. your pillow, right? And <laughs> now, now think about how many people on the planet don't have a mm. pillow, and and we go through right the toilet paper, toothpaste, being able to go to the dentist if the dentist scares right. the shit out of you, right? right? Like all of these things that we it's just daily life, so we don't even think about how privileged we are. So we can when we oh, but you don't understand they broke up with me, they cheated on me because yeah, they cheated on me too. 
but you're still alive. You're on this planet, <laughs> right? Now you get to get back out there and play the game, right? And get excited when you send that text message that says, do you want to go out on a date, right? Again, yeah. changing the focus instead of being like, I'm never going to find anybody again. No, I get to experience these things that I didn't experience or never thought I would experience. Yeah. And when I was going through my divorce many years ago, like I put myself into that space. I'm like, oh shit, I get to date again. I'm scared shitless. Right. But I get to have that feeling of somebody saying, no, I get to get that feeling of being shot down and changing that perspective of like, wow, huh, this is going to be pretty neat. Changed everything. Yeah. But right. I had to start looking at things differently. And again, we are allowed to look at things differently. That's the key. That's that's everything. <laughs> the different angle, the different view. And I love how you spoke of that with your own life. And I know like even with my career, like all these things, quote unquote, happen with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We all went through it. I'm not even going to like sit here and act like, you know, not every person went through it. And, and parenthetically, we should all be so freaking grateful for our toilet paper. It's so easy. That's the thing to go to, right? Because we all live through all right. those, right? So mm -hmm. if you can't remember, just dial back a couple, you know, years ago, folks listening, mm -hmm. you know, and you'll be able to find that general gratitude for something. But, you know, it's like, you said with your divorce or fill in the blank, like we've all had trauma, not to minimize the trauma, to heal the trauma, do the therapy, do the spiritual, you know, honor, do all those things, go into the cave. But then at the end of the day, when we go into the cave, when we do the shadow work, because it's, you know, it's all the buzzwords and I'm a fan of all these things. I mean, I have Pluto sitting on my son. This is like my mm -hmm. karmic existent life, right? Go to the deepest, darkest shit, excavate it all. Don't bypass that. But then what's the goal there? Because the reason we're here is to experience these challenges, to give us contrast, so then we can get clarity on what we want, how we want to shine, how we want to serve, and what we want to manifest. If we didn't have the conflict, right, we wouldn't be able to extract the gold and then focus on the gold and get clear on what that gold is even, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because we got to learn somehow. And us humans, right, we usually need to get shaken. Right. And after we get shaken enough, we're like, oh, okay. All right. I think I got it. Okay. I think I'm good. I don't need to be shaken again. Right. But then usually, right. right something happens because again, we're human. Yeah. We're on this spinning rock. Things are going, going to happen. Right. Like, people are going to die. Tragedies are going to happen. It's like if we're doing our practices, our practices are going to help us move through them with grace and ease. Because again, yeah. right, that, that, that's it. This is the game, the wonderful game of, of life. And we're learning and growing. And if we can remember to be kind to ourselves along the way, right, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to mess totally. up. It's just don't beat yourself up if something didn't work. I failed countless times doing things, right? And would get an idea and I'd throw that idea against the wall and it would just slide down. Like, well, it didn't work at all, right? But throw another idea and just keep going yeah. and have fun. Like just have fun. I look back and my best friend lives right next door to me on the other side of that wall. And we're like two 12-year-olds, no you know? And it, it's like, I'm so thankful to be 48 and to still be able to have a best friend that I can feel like a 12 year old with, you know, That's and so have great. fun and it just enjoy life because why not? Right? <laughs> like why not? Yeah. That's so fun. I love that you live, live with your best near your best friend. That's so fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I feel so many exciting things about what we're talking about, but I want to clarify because I know we need to wrap up soon. Just the, yeah, the fun, the fun. And, and it's like, 
it can sound so Pollyanna, but it's really not. It's really simple. And when we move towards more moments of the fun and the joy, and maybe it's really the word I'm dialing in on is expansiveness. Mm-hmm. When we feel expanded, you know, running and moving towards people and things that allow us to feel more expanded, you know, like the sun, then our, our light becomes more effulgent. We reach more people, we nurture more people. And also our vibration gets set higher and higher and higher. So that then when we fall, and then when we have those times where we forget to shift the gears with the thoughts. Cause like you said, we're human, you know, we need to call that out. You know, if you, if you downloaded Joe and my brain, right. It's not like we would have like a perfect score, mm-hmm. but it's like baseball. If you know, what's baseball, like 50, 50, if you're batting over a certain, av- I feel like more than average, right. You keep building that muscle and then your, your, your starting point becomes higher. Your vibration becomes higher. So it's like, if you're climbing a mountain and you've climbed now halfway So you fall a bit, you fall down, but where you start from is still so much higher. And that's been my experience for sure. Mm -hmm. And and I love that because you you may fall a little, you may stumble a little. I can't tell you how many times over the last 13 years of me doing my own thing, living this life that I was like, I'm making my resume and I'm getting back out in there and getting a job where someone will just give me a paycheck every week. Right. And every time I got into that space, right, once I got out of it, there was this it was like I was slingshot it even further ahead of where I was. But there was that moment. And I can tell you probably every couple of years, they'd be like, I'm done. I'm here's my resume. I'm putting it out there. I don't even care what I do. Like, I don't even care. And it's like, no, I do care. Right. And in that, <laughs> but it's like you get in that and that's life. Right. It, it, it's being a human. But after yeah. that moment. Right. Again, it's like in that moment, I'm getting pulled back in the slingshot and pulled back and pulled back and pulled back. And like, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. And then we let go. And phew, once we actually let go, we go, we propel ourselves even forward. Yeah. So it's just, you know, saying there, like be your own biggest cheerleader. Love the shit out of yourself and actually like, yeah, OK, I can do this. I can do this. I'm learning. I'm growing. I might fall down, but I'm going to get back up and just keep going. I love what you're talking about because you're talking about the practices of Karuna, like have compassion, have compassion Mm -hmm. for yourself. Practice that when you fall and celebrate the little things, you know, say, say to yourself, like you would, you know, I have kids for people who have kids or pets, or just think of someone you love unconditionally, you know, it could be a parent that you cheer on and start talking to yourself that way, right? It's the Mm -hmm. self-talk we're talking about. Like, Hey, you're doing great. You're trying. You know, it see it can seem like I know so almost like Pollyanna or simplistic mm-hmm. and colloquial, but the way that we talk to ourselves, you know, when you really look at that, most people would actually be shocked if they thought about saying the things they say to themselves to the people they love. Right. You know? And so I love how you t- you said like I'm doing great. I'm t- I'm trying. You know, and, and that can be so powerful. Just the, the little kindness to the self and the in the mind. Mm-hmm. And and just because I've been talking about this a lot, and I think it's really great. So Mel Robbins' book, the the high five habit, all about giving yourself okay, a high five in the mirror. Ooh, so like every that. time you walk past the mirror, give yourself a high five because you've Yay. never been given a high five. No one ever said, "Hey, can give me a high five? You suck!" Right? It's always <laughs> you're awesome. Right? You did it. There's never been anything negative with a high five. So every time you walk past the mirror and give yourself a high five, you're going to give that little boost of like, yeah, I'm doing a great job. And then this hit me a couple of weeks ago and it's kind of silly, but it feels so great. So for everybody's listening, right? This is what we're going to do. 
We're going to fucking clap for ourselves. Ooh, sorry about the F-bomb, right? And you clap for yourself like, yeah, I got this. I'm going to do this. I'm clapping for my spirit team that's behind me, right? Like, let's go. We're in the game, right? And just get yourself fired up before you leave your house. Like, come on. We're going out in the world. We're going to go make some shit happen. My spirit team is with me. And you just feel that energy, right? And just that be silly. Yeah, let's go. We got this, right? Come on. And if you have plants, like I've got plants all around me, right? I share my plants on. That's a new leaf. Let's go, <laughs> right? And it just creates this energy. I'm like, yeah, I can take on the world because I'm a goofball. I love it. Well, it's so yeah. perfect because I was going to ask you, as I ask all my guests, which our audience will be familiar with, those who've listened to this, you know, what's a practice, please? Let's do something. So you already, but again, same line of the same page. You already downloaded loaded after an hour combo. We're already like, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to speak. Next time I have you back, we'll just be in silence and we'll just be like communicating. <laughs> I love that. So the high five. So everybody pause right now, unless you're driving, only if it's safe to do so. If it's not, then make a commitment to do this whenever you're done doing the thing you're doing, if you're lifting the weights at the gym or whatever you're doing. But go to the mirror right now. If there's no mirror, it doesn't matter. Just like high five three times. We do it three times. Is that okay? Yeah. I'm a big fan of the threes. High five, uh-huh. right? <laughs> and then the clapping, which we just did, but let's do it again. A little clap. Yeah, clap yourself up. Clap. I'm up. making a circle. Yeah. Clap it up. Mm-hmm. Calling your team of support that's behind you there. There, they got your back. They're ready to go. I, I love that. I love that idea of the support team too, because I'm always telling people this is a whole nother psychic medium conversation. But I'm always reminding people when I work privately with coaching and developing intuitive gifts and psychic abilities, it's like you got to thank your team, people. You got like you. It's really important. Thank the universe when the universe gives you signs. Because that's what incites them to do it more. So I love that idea. So thank you for that too. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Joe, you are such a wealth of wisdom and and information that's so tangible. And I love your no-nonsense, no-bullshit vibe, which I totally um, flow with. So tell people where they can find out about you and your work and also working with you. Sure, sure. So I, uh, you can find me really easy. Inspire, create, manifest is my website. It's also my Instagram page. And you can find every way to work with me by going to the website or on my Instagram, the link in the bio, the little stand store has all of my offerings. I do private Oracle card readings. I do one on one monthly coaching with people. So we get together one week or one hour a week a month for some you know deep dive and it's everything from manifestation to helping people connect to that intuitiveness that's within them and activate your superpowers and really connect to who you are right to be that embodiment and actually even though this is going to be out who knows when today is may the 4th when we're recording this and this is the first day of my thursday noon manifestation mastermind group so every month i have a manifestation mastermind group that gets together for an hour every thursday at 12 p.m eastern standard time we hang out for group coaching accountability oracle cards all that good stuff. And all of that is in my in my stand store and on my website. So go to Joe's website, find him on social, and you can see all the the many things he does like a Jedi since May the 4th. <laughs> all the things. Yes, right, right. Exactly. And so the podcast, can... the, the Daily Shot of Inspiration podcast as well. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Joe has so generously offered my monthly mystic members a free gratitude mindset meditation. I listened to it. So sweet. He's got great background music and and great vibe. So my members will be getting that. Thank you, Joe. And all the members, um, 
Yeah, thank you so much because that really helps sustain the podcast. And if you aren't a member yet, head on over to modernmystic.love where for 33 bucks a month, you can get a library filled with alignment-based yoga classes. There's over 150 meditation classes, energy hacks, energy management, mystic hacks, astrology tutorials, and tarot tidbits. So go over there for the membership. And I also have a Patreon page. You can find that. It's called Modern Mystic Love if you want to support the podcast as well. Be so grateful. And what's all the things? What's the last thing? There's something else. Oh, yeah. Please write a review. I never say that. (laughs) And I'm supposed to say that. My friend was like, you never say that. Write a review. It really does help all of us to have podcasts. Go to to both our podcasts and write reviews, please, because it really helps it get it heard. And and um, yeah, there's so much love, blood, sweat, and tears that create both of us so much joy. So that's why we do it. But if uh, you could throw us reviews, that would be amazing. It's on Spotify now. You can you can now give um, ratings on Spotify apparently too. And um, yeah, on uh, Apple Music for reviews and uh, five stars. So thank you so much. And Joe, I just really want to honor, again, we haven't been in time-space reality for a really long time and never for this extensive amount of time. And I just am so elated to be reconnected with you and to just flow and feel your deep authenticity and the truth of what you're saying and the reality of how I can really sense you're just really helping to change people's lives in a really profound way. So thank you for being here. Thank you for your work. And thank you for just helping lift this vibration on this planet, which is totally what you're doing in waves by working with others. Ah, well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be here and to share all of this, this goodness with everybody and with you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for taking these words in. I hope they ground, inform, and inspire you on your journey of the mystic path. If you like what you heard, please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you use. It is so appreciated. Also, check out my website, modernmystic.love, where you can find information about my very exciting monthly mystic membership. My members have unlimited access to a robust video library, which includes short videos that are easily digestible, sharing practical ways to integrate mystical living into your day-to-day life. These compelling videos cover topics such as how to ground, protect, and grow your energy, how to develop your psychic abilities, how to connect to your spirit team, shadow work, inner child work, tarot cards, lots of Western astrology, of course, in addition to syncing up with the rhythms of nature and so much more. I've gotten so much positive feedback that these videos are game changers for folks. Also included in the membership are over 100 alignment-based yoga classes of all different levels, meditation and breathwork classes, so you can work from the inside out or the outside in and up-level yourself as you become the next version of you. Not to mention, my Mystic members get all sorts of bonus content and discounts from my visionary podcast guests, 
So check out modernmystic.love and take a peek there as there's a free sampling of some videos waiting for you. Lastly, if you are looking for some conscious conversation and compelling community, check out also our private Modern Mystic podcast Facebook group. Keep on meeting the present moment where the magic lives, one breath at a time. Namaste. Namaste.